This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning, this podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. We are now in mid to late June. And I, to be brutally honest, I am very exhausted at this point in reviewing all of this footage again. This was my life for now it's over two years, but for months and months and months, every single day, there would be something new posted. And it was the same wash, rinse, repeat. Every single day, she would say the same thing, including that she really wished that she could tell everybody what was going on. It was just completely maddening. So we are in mid to late June of 2021. This has now been going on since November of 2020, and there is no end in sight. I'm going to start skipping over some of the posts just because it is so extensive. By this time, the defendant had corresponded with her attorney, and her attorney had then conveyed some information to my attorney and H's attorney regarding her availability for her deposition. This would be the first time that her deposition was scheduled. The defendant's attorney emailed my attorney and H's attorney on June the 2nd and gave confirmed dates that the defendant would be available for her deposition. Between the three attorneys, they agreed on July the 16th would be the day that the defendant would give her deposition both in her personal capacity and as a representative for the business, which was also named in the suit. Then a week or so later, her attorney emailed and says, so sorry, there was a mix up and the defendant is no longer available on that day. She booked a cruise, but she had booked it before I confirmed with you and now she's not going to be available. And then he forwarded some correspondence to seemingly prove the reservation date that it was just an oversight. The only issue is that wasn't the case. She booked the cruise after, actually six days after confirming her deposition. So my attorney, H's attorney, did not agree that the deposition could be moved and shared the following email correspondence. This is from the defendant's attorney. What a mess. I confirmed with y'all on 6-2, not 6-8. I have to talk to my client. H's attorney says, yes, she booked this after she confirmed the deposition. We need to proceed as noticed. Please advise. We did not get a response until June the 21st. And on June the 21st, the defendant's attorney says, good afternoon. I realize we all agreed on July 16th, but we need to agree on another date. We are far enough out that no court reporter fees have been incurred. I'm working to get confirmed available dates from the defendant. This trip was booked prior to our confirming, but the dates changed due to vaccine guidance for minors. So the dates were changed from June to July. I know this is a pain and I hate agreeing to a date then backing out. And it's our problem, not your problem, but that is where we are at. And then he gave some other dates that might work. H's attorney replied and said, 
we do not agree. Your client is still continuing her slander campaign unabated. And my attorney said my thoughts exactly. So under normal circumstances, moving a deposition date wouldn't be that uncommon, nor would it be that difficult. However, my attorney was trying to get her deposed because as soon as we got her deposed, we could move on with other things in the legal process and get to trial, or I'm sure the attorneys were thinking get to some sort of a settlement agreement. But getting her deposed was a crucial step that needed to happen. And this would be the first in a long line of delay tactics by the defendant to delay not just her deposition, but the entire legal process. The reason given initially is that the reason she's having to change things and the reason her trip changed was because of vaccine guidelines for minors. This was in June of 2021. So there were still some COVID restrictions with various cruise lines and various travel. Because my attorney and H's attorney did not agree to this, the next thing that happened is the defendant's attorney filed a motion for protective order or motion to quash. This motion was to protect the defendant from having to give her deposition on July the 16th. Then on July the 8th of 2021, we got a notice that the motion was set for hearing via Zoom on July the 14th, 2021. That day on July the 8th of 2021, the defendant made the following Instagram story. I got everyone's messages. I know. I saw. I don't know if this is like Christmas or what, but I'll just say the Lord always provides. And man, if you cannot run with the big dogs, you better keep your ass on the porch, right? Golly, I'm telling you, in one in a week's time, like every single thing in my life literally completely turned around for the better. In a period of seven days. Today let's say I can't believe it and I hate that I'm gonna have to move forward the way I'm gonna have to move forward but also I cannot let this happen to anybody else in my life or in anyone's life ever again because I know how close I was to just pulling the plug on my own self so all I gotta say is God Lord have mercy so all that happened here before she made this Instagram story was that her attorneys asked for a hearing confirmed a date, and that was filed. When there is a motion filed, the next step is to establish a hearing date. So this wasn't something that was some big gotcha moment, but she created this Instagram story with, if you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch, and making it sound like she had had some sort of a victory, when in reality, it was just the hearing was set. We got a notice that there was going to be a hearing. Also on July the 8th, the defendant made a live video where she makes some false and defamatory claims. And in this live video, she's actually vaguely referring to Laura at one point in her video. Like I'm telling y'all, if I made a list, I made a list at the very beginning of all this crazy stuff when it started happening, I had to get the police involved and stuff of like the people that I thought were a little bit nuts or that might have a hundred, a dollar versus a hundred pennies is so right. But um, I made a list of all these people that I thought were like kind of sketch. Girl, wait till this comes out. And um, if I made a list in the beginning of the people who I thought were like a little cray cray versus who ended up like proving me right, it's the same people. So whenever, where do things stand? Well, um, I guess for a long time, I really didn't do a whole lot with my uh situation because i was worried about my dad's situation i was trying to get my business back together because it was definitely falling apart like i went from making like twenty thousand dollars a day to being happy if i got to two thousand dollars a day you know and in the middle of that i'm closing on my house i bought my home i like went through all, all kinds of stuff so 
it has been a lot. My dad was sick and I had to keep working even when I wanted to stop because my dad's insurance was through my business and I didn't have a choice how to pay for the insurance. So um, I'm just now like starting to get into it and like pay attention and send over things and do all that stuff. So I'm, I'm very happy where with where it all is. I hate that I have to be like aggressive like that, I guess is the word, or like make all the boundaries sometimes because... You just want to believe good. I really wish we could all just sit in a room and I could just say, why did y'all do this? Like, what did you get out of it? You know, like, what good was it? You didn't break me down. I didn't lose my house. But it is kind of weird to watch your whole life be like discussed on the internet and knowing that the people that you trust the most are the people that discussed it. But also those are the people who guided you on what to do for so long. It is, I don't know, it's like the grossest feeling to know that, people that you trust so much were the ones that were like leading you the wrong way. But also, I mean, there's not really much of a way to avoid it, I guess. But I think at the end of the day, I just wish I could sit down and just say like, what good did you get from this? It did nothing for anyone. Just costed everybody a lot of money and a lot of heartache. And listen, my, what is the saying, saying go? I don't F with people who F with people I don't F with, there you go. And like, if you know that you have reservations about somebody and then your friends are still like hanging out, doing their thing with, not even their, they're my friends because they're definitely not my friends. But I'm saying if somebody tells you, stay away from that person so many times and then you see them with that person, that's not good. And that's what we've uncovered a lot. <laughs> it's just gross. It really is. For what? What good comes with it? I don't understand. There's so many other things you could be doing with your time, you know? There just is. So, um, but I'm not worried about anything on my on my side of things because I'm telling the truth. That's why I don't shut up. If I was lying, I would stop talking a long time ago, especially when you get involved in like big old lawsuits. But I'm not lying, so I'm, I don't shut up because I'm telling the truth. So I don't care. There's nothing to lose when you're not lying. But also, you can't do this to people. This is horrible. Like, thank God for my community of women who still shopped at my store because can you imagine if all this stuff would have happened? And, and this is not these people's first rodeo either. Like I am not candidate number one at all. So can you imagine if this kind of stuff happened to you? If you were like being like, I mean, there's just not a lot of people who, you know, get stalked by someone on the internet and then they go hire them to work for them. <laughs> it just doesn't typically happen, I guess. So in this video, she kind of rehashes her entire narrative and she also starts to talk about how she says the saying, basically, I don't mess with people who mess with people I don't mess with. And she's vaguely talking about how if you have a bad feeling about somebody or if somebody is telling you this is not right, you should stay away from this person. And then they end up being with another person or she's she's very confusing and very vague. But what she is referring to is that I was off social media since November of 2020. However, in June of 2021, Laura asked me to go to her birthday lunch and I went and she just took a selfie with herself and everyone who was at the lunch. And she did ask me before she posted it. She said, is it okay if I post this on my Facebook? And I said, you know what? Yeah that's fine. Let people know that I'm still alive and smiling and, you know, I'm not amazing, but I 
I'm down, but I'm not out. And so she posted that and that seemingly had gotten back to the defendant. And so she was saying, well, you know, she already thought Laura was a troll. And then obviously she thinks I'm a troll. And then there we are at the same table together. And so that's what she's referring to. But she goes into her whole narrative with the police and all of this sort of thing about how she's just in this crazy situation. And the reason that she doesn't shut up is because she is not lying. On July the 9th, the defendant was having a live sale and as she normally does, she started to go in her false and defamatory narrative during her live sale and is going on and on about how she doesn't have to shut up because she is telling the truth and her attorney told her that as long as she's telling the truth, then she cannot get in trouble. I appreciate all y'all. I thank you for riding on this crazy journey with me. I know it's nuts uh, about the podcast because a lot of y'all are sending me DMs about that earlier today. I do really want to do that. I just have to make sure everything's on the up and up um, legally wise, you know, cause I gotta deal with Captain Crazy. So as soon as all that stuff is finished, I'm sure it'll be okay. My attorney says I can say anything I want anytime I want, but that's, he also gets paid to argue back to all the letters I get. So <gasps> people are nuts, but one day you'll hear about all the things. It'll be a book or something, a Netflix series. I love it. I know a podcast is really what it needs to be. Cause like the layers of this, you have got, it's just got to, you can't explain it all in one sitting. So like, let's just chapter it out sisters. So here she is making reference that she would like to start a podcast one day and a Netflix special and all kinds of things so that she can tell her story because it is just nuts. The defendant's attorney, when he emailed us, had said the reason that the defendant's cruise changed was because of vaccine guidelines. However, on the defendant's live video on June the 11th, the defendant has this to say about her travel plans. And then this year we had to move the, um, we had to move the, his cruise forward to my passport didn't come. So on one hand, her attorney is saying that there's vaccine issues and that's the problem and that's why her cruise had to be moved. But out of her own mouth, she is giving a different reason. And this is one of the things that contributed to my attorney and H's attorney not agreeing to just simply reschedule the deposition. In the defendant's motion to quash, her attorney argues, Due to a mistake of communication between defendants and their counsel, the July 16th date was confirmed with opposing counsel via an email on June 2nd, 2021. Defendant already had a cruise in the works and as explained in detail in the declaration, which I will read in just a moment, which is attached as Exhibit A, reservations were moved to a day conflicting with the deposition due to a variety of reasons, none of which were to intentionally avoid the scheduled deposition. Then he also gives a date that the defendant would be available and then also gives dates where he would be able to take a deposition of myself and H. Typically in the legal process, the defendant is deposed first and then the plaintiff. The defendant's declaration reads as follows. This declaration is made regarding the scheduling of the July 16th, 2021 deposition. Prior to agreeing to the date of the deposition, I had a trip planned for June 12th, 2021 for my son's birthday on June 13th, 2021. We were taking another friend's son with us on the cruise. Last year was his golden birthday, but we weren't able to celebrate because my dad had to have emergency liver resection. My dad has recently passed and we are going to spread his ashes while on this 
trip. As of May 25th, 2021, we were tentatively set to leave June 12th, 2021, but a couple of different factors forced us to move the trip a month ahead. Royal Caribbean told us they would not be able to give us any kind of refund if my passport did not arrive on time. As of June 1st, 2021, the passport office had still not been able to physically send back my approved passport that they had had since April 26, 2021. The passport representative said that she would put expedited service into the system, but there would be no way to tell unless the charge has cleared my bank as to whether or not it had been accepted. She apologized for it taking months and said she couldn't explain why or how my passport got misplaced in the process. Again, I'm still reading the defendant's declaration as Exhibit A in this motion to quash. She goes on to say, I had to move the cruise because we would not be able to get a refund if my quote held unquote booking was processed. I hated breaking the news to my kid and telling the other child's mom that we had to move it, but I had to be safe. The cruise line also insisted that kids had to have passports instead of just birth certificates like we previously used. We were about to be in a huge bind, so I called and we moved the trip to July 16th, 2021. We already had plans July 7th through 15th, 2021 and July 4th weekend, and the other child had plans for the end of June. The cost for the trip to date is $8,331.36 plus airfare. I spoke with my attorney on June 2nd, 2021, and there was a miscommunication on my availability for the July 16th deposition, resulting in it being communicated to opposing counsel that I was available for the 16th of July. I did not intentionally book the trip for July 16th to avoid attending the deposition. This situation is a result of mistake, an accident, and not an intentional delay tactic. She goes on to say, we have to get emergency passports for the two kids. Additionally, Royal Caribbean released a statement stating that children over the age of 12 do not have to have a vax card. Then after some public uproar on clarity, they redefined their statement to state that only on cruises out of the state of Texas and Florida do not have to have the cards. We are leaving from the Bahamas. You can Google that and see what backlash it has caused. Again, this is her declaration to the judge. She just told the judge to Google the vaccine guidelines for minors for cruises. She goes on to say, now both children have to have vax cards as well. That is why I had mentioned on June 2nd, 2021, during the scheduling call with my attorney that I would do my best to change my trip to accommodate everyone else. But I was juggling a couple different factors with the cruise already. My booking has been confirmed for July 16th, 2021. I am happy to make myself available for the deposition upon my return. We will be out of town from July 16th through 29th and July 8th through 15th. To note, my passport ended up arriving the weekend of June 13th, 2021. I even tried to get an emergency passport, but they could not do that because my original passport was already, quote, in processing, end quote. They even encouraged me to schedule the appointment anyway in hopes that if my passport has not arrived, they could do something to help. My passport appointment was for June 24th, 2021. I've also included a screenshot where I was confirming with the child's mother on May 25th that we would be leaving on June 11th for the cruise on June 12th. It was never, ever my intention to have to rebook the cruise. No mom wants to disappoint their child. Again, because so much of my life is on social media, that part made it on there as well because I never thought that it would be something I would have to defend. I simply shared that my passport has still not arrived and that we were booked on a trip very soon. I make a living by sharing my life on the internet. This whole case has made me have to second guess every single thing I say and do, and my income has suffered tremendously because of it. All of those factors went into having to change the date of the cruise. Nothing had to do with trying to avoid the deposition. When opposing counsel files a motion, you get to file a response. And because I was the plaintiff and H was an intervening plaintiff, we filed a joint response together. Our joint response says, 
This case arises out of the constant defamation of plaintiffs through defendants' plan and course against plaintiffs to harass, annoy, assault, slander, and libel plaintiffs. Defendants have continuously made posts on social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook, with defamatory statements, even after multiple retraction letters were sent to defendants informing them of these issues. Recall that defendants is plural because the defendant is being sued in her individual capacity as well as her business as she makes defamatory statements on all platforms, including the ones that she uses for business. On June 2nd, 2021, after much back and forth correspondence from both parties, both plaintiffs and defendants agreed for the deposition of defendant to occur on July 16th, 2021, both in her individual capacity and as the corporate representative of the company. Now, defendant allegedly is unavailable for the agreed upon deposition date due to a cruise that had to be moved due to, quote, vaccine guidance for minors, end quote. See defendant's declaration herein attached as exhibit two. Since defendants have continued to post defamatory statements on both Instagram and Facebook about plaintiffs, plaintiffs could not realistically agree to push the date of defendant's deposition back any further. Plaintiffs have also found many inconsistencies between the declaration provided to this court and the social media post defendant has made regarding her deposition testimony and her cruise, including the following. Number one, in defendant's declaration, she stated the cruise, which was booked prior to confirming the date of her deposition. However, it was changed from June to July due to vaccine guidance for minors. See Exhibit 2. This statement is directly contradictory to a live video that was posted on June 21st, 2021, in which the defendant states that she had to change the date of the cruise due to a passport issue. See defendant's live video herein attached as Exhibit 3. The live video in question is as follows. Oh, I know. I really, my kid wanted to go to Hawaii. We had to push off his birthday last year. This year we had to push off his birthday a whole freaking month because my stupid passport did not come back. And thank God we did too, because let me just tell you, my freaking passport did not come till after we would have already left. But we had already moved our trip because the passport lady was like, it ain't happening, ma'am. The joint response goes on to say, number two, in defendant's declaration, she stated that she is not trying to avoid her deposition, but then complains in a live video on June 23rd, 2021, that she does not want to sit across from plaintiffs during this deposition. See Exhibit 2 and defendant's live video on June 23rd, 2021. Here and attached is Exhibit 4. I um, I mean, it's just very sad. Like, I just, sometimes I just think, like, what's going to happen? We have to, we have to sit in the courtroom. Like, if we all have to go in a room and tell the truth, there's no way. Like, there are, and, and you say the next sentence should be, I'll win, but no one wins. Like, there's no win out of this. It's horrible. Like, it's horrible. It's horrible. The joint response goes on to say, number three, defendant also claimed that she booked her cruise on June 1st and would lose over $8,331.36 if she did not go. See Exhibit 2. However, her own counsel stated that defendant had booked the cruise on June 8th and that the amount paid at that point was $1,512.38. See Email correspondence from defendant's attorney regarding defendant's unavailability herein attached as Exhibit 5. Additionally, according to the Royal Caribbean website, which is the cruise line defendant is using to travel on this trip, as long as defendant canceled her cruise within 48 hours of the sailing date, she would be credited for a future cruise as long as she booked it by April 30th, 2022 and sailed by September 30th of 2022. See screenshot of Royal Caribbean's website herein attached as Exhibit 6. Exhibit 5, the email from the defendant's attorney says, Dear Defendant, 
Thank you for making an online reservation with Royal Caribbean International. This is your confirmation that we have received full payment in the amount of $1,512.38 US dollars towards reservation number, defendant's reservation number. Exhibit six from the Royal Caribbean website says, cruise with confidence, cancel up to 48 hours before you sail and get a future cruise credit valid to book by April 30th, 2022 and sail by September 30th of 2022 for cruises booked on or before July 31st, 2021. Our joint response goes on to say, Number four, defendant also cited the need for her child to retrieve a passport prior to boarding the cruise as a reason for pushing back the date of the cruise, see Exhibit 2. However, defendant posted on July 6, 2021 on Facebook seeking emergency help in retrieving a passport for her child as she had not even attempted to apply for her child's passport yet. See defendant's Facebook post on July 6, 2021 herein attached as Exhibit 7. The defendant's post on July 6 reads as follows. Has anyone dealt with a passport office in DFW lately? There are no passport appointments available online and I've been on hold for two hours. You cannot use a third-party rush service for kids' passports. Mine finally arrived, but not her child's. We leave in less than two weeks. So here the defendant is admitting that they leave in less than two weeks and she has not done anything to try and get her child's passport. The joint response concludes by saying, Due to the aforementioned contradictions, plaintiffs believe that defendant is trying to avoid her deposition and thereby delay these proceedings as long as possible. She has continued to post defamatory statements about plaintiffs even after multiple attempts for retraction have been sent by both plaintiffs. Therefore, defendant's depositions should be taken on July 16, 2021, rather than having them moved to a later date and having plaintiffs subjected to additional defamatory comments. So we did have this hearing. The hearing was set for July the 14th, which was two days prior to when the defendant's deposition was supposed to take place and also two days prior to the defendant's cruise leaving. We did go to that hearing. It was a hearing via Zoom. I was there via Zoom. My attorneys, H, H's attorneys, the defendant was there as well as the defendant's attorney. And the judge did hear both sides and he ultimately did rule that the defendant could go on her cruise and that the deposition would be moved. So she got a win. This was a big win for her. And she did go on to brag about this later. She felt like she threw a fit, got her way and was able to go on her cruise. I had told my attorney under no circumstances should this be allowed. She will continue to do this over and over and over again. And she did. While in the hearing for this motion to quash, the defendant did speak. Her attorney did have to ask her to not speak and let him speak on her behalf. Going into this hearing, I knew that it was a strong possibility that she would win and that her deposition would be moved. Because on surface level, without understanding the full details of what had been going on and the vastness of the defamatory comments that were being made, it's just a scheduling issue. So just reschedule the deposition. So the issue obviously became that she continued to delay things. The judge even said in the hearing, this is just a deposition. When you have these hearings, you don't get a long time. I want to say our allotted time was maybe 30 minutes. And so there is not really time to explain everything that's going on. And that's common within our court system. And the judge could not understand what the issue was. It's just a deposition, just reschedule it. So the judge did end up granting her motion and she did not have to come to her deposition on the 16th. However, this hearing was two days before her deposition. She had already made clear to her attorney and her attorney had also made clear to my attorney and H's attorney that no matter what the judge ruled, the defendant would not be there. And the reason that her attorney emailed us that information is because we would have to schedule 
court reporters and the videographer. And that would incur cost if we had that and then we had to cancel it. So he was letting us know as a professional courtesy, don't even book it because she doesn't care what the judge says. She's not coming on Friday. So fortunately for her, the judge did grant her motion and her deposition was rescheduled. This also rescheduled my deposition and H's deposition. By this time, I had made the decision to change my career and go into teaching. I was employed by the district first as a guest educator. And then once I finished my certificate as an educator, every single time the defendant figured out a way to delay her deposition. It also delayed my deposition and H's deposition. Every single time one of those things was scheduled, I would have to ask off from work. It was humiliating and embarrassing to constantly have to say, hey, I need these days off. When you are an educator and you need a day off, you have to schedule a backup. You have to schedule a substitute to come in for you. So every time a deposition was scheduled and each time they were rescheduled, it was three dates was her and then myself and then H. I would have to put in for an absence and get that approved. And then there would also have to be a substitute teacher assigned. So this got to be really draining because it also made me look bad professionally. I was in a brand new career at that time, but the defendant got her motion granted and she took this as a big win for her. And it would start a very long, seemingly endless amount of delay tactics. Next time on False and Defamatory. I know with our forensic accountant in the beginning, they were like, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack and you don't know what the needle looks like. And the haystack all looks the same. So, but we got it. So don't you Have you done anything to investigate your claim that Crystal was in fact trying to ruin your business? And the defendant says, I investigated myself. Not only did she not have a forensic accountant, there was no forensic data supporting any of this. She just investigated it herself. saying out loud because to me it's still a criminal investigation but she knew back in january of 2021 she had no evidence of criminal activity against me yet she still continues the false and defamatory narrative that i have committed crimes against her the defendant says that we're still investigating my attorney says who is we the defendant says myself my concerns and the reason that it bothered me so much that she would continue to talk about me being a criminal was the damage that it was constantly doing to my reputation So after receiving this lengthy police report, there's also six discs of video footage or body cam footage, no crimes were found. The unfortunate part is real officers had to spend real time and real taxpayer dollars investigating this frivolous claim made by the defendant. And I've done this stuff too. She's like reporting me right now. She can't even talk back. Ah, you just have to sit there and listen to me and send me another letter. I did for two years have to sit there without a voice and not answer for myself and let the legal process run its course. Do you know how annoying it is to tell 163,000 people on Facebook every single day that you're going to go live at a certain time and then something to go wrong? The defendant knows her reach. She knows that her social media accounts have a combined following of hundreds of thousands. The defendant says something in this clip that I 100% agree with. You have to be accountable for the words that you say on the internet. 
The defendant used her social media platforms to try and destroy me. You need to stand up for yourself and for anybody else who gets destroyed for no reason on the internet. So while the current laws about defamation allowed me to have a unanimous jury verdict in my favor that she did defame me, it did cause me harm, nothing has happened to her social media platforms. A jury unanimously ruled that she defamed me on Instagram and Facebook for over two years, and she still maintains those accounts today and even makes new ones periodically. That has to change. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could ask accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com. <laughs>